0: Welcome to Human Tech, a podcast by the intersection between humans and technology. Now, this show is a road show. We're actually on the road, and here with me live in studio, as it were, is Susan. Hi.
1: I know. I'm sitting right next to you. That doesn't usually happen.
0: Yeah. So normally, um, Susan's up in Wisconsin, and I'm in Chicago, but uh, we are on the road in Champaign. Illinois. Champaign, Illinois, and we brought our mic equipment with us.
1: So we could do this podcast. So
0: yeah, so we have a live podcast here now. A couple uh, caveats. Um, I am sitting in a giant lazy boy chair.
1: <laughs> but you're not like you don't have it reclined backwards. No,
0: I don't have it reclined backwards. But still, like um, just so like if I like move, we're gonna hear can, this. Like, hear <laughs>
1: the squeaky chair. Yeah, I I'm, I'm not. I'm just in a like a regular office. Yeah. chair, so, so I have, might not So we apologize squeak. in
0: advance if, if there's any weird noises it's, yeah. these things happen Okay um, We wanted to do a topical podcast today. Um, because
1: something happened two days ago <laughs>
0: Yeah, we wanted to um, uh, Bre- Brexit, which is the British's uh,
1: What does Brexit stand for? Britain's exit Oh, well that makes sense I think Yeah, okay
0: Yeah um, from
1: the European Union.
0: Yes, from the European Union. So as one, we want to talk a little bit about that. So it'll be a little political, but we also wanted to talk about, um, I don't know, why there seems to be a this backlash, and we're seeing it in the States and a bunch of different countries, against globalization. And uh, that's kind of interesting, because it's also a backlash kind of against technology and... You
1: know. See, so, yeah. So we thought we'd talk about this this intersection because we're always talking about intersections mm-hmm. between, you know, like social connections, social media, technology, global issues, well, yeah, politics. We thought, we
0: thought we were making a global unified culture, and and we thought the internet, we thought Europe at least was definitely over it, you know.
1: And we thought the internet would would really uh, speed up that process, right? Yeah. Uh, and now we're beginning to wonder. Well, there seems to be definitely oh. for
0: some people there definitely seems to be a backlash against the whole system. So um, I guess I'll start with a short overview. Uh, do you want to give the Brexit overview?
1: Oh no, definitely you can give the Brexit overview. You're the econ major.
0: All right, I give you the I give everyone listening the little two minute version. Uh, I'm not an expert on this. I haven't even followed it that closely. And you're not British either. I'm not British, purely in American perspective. So, basically, um, the Prime Minister of England was facing opposition from uh, some of the right political movements who were angry at some of the rules that the EU issues on England. For those of you who don't know, the EU stands for the European Union, and it's not it's kind of like the federal government. In you know, the we've done States. some work
1: for the European Union.
0: Yeah, uh, this is also another reason we want to do this. European Union is actually one of our clients. Uh, we, you went over to Brussels, Brussels, and a uh, workshop, the European Commission, right? Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: So yeah, so they're one of our clients. So it, you know, we, we. Actually, it is of interest to us. It is for, of interest to us for
1: many reasons.
0: European Union, you should bring us back. We could have, we could have helped.
1: Oh, we couldn't have helped with
0: this. <laughs> I have the belief that we can help with anything. Uh-huh. Okay. So, um, okay, so basically, <laughs> the European Union, so, so we have the federal government. The federal government in the United States is set up by the Constitution. The Constitution uh, kind of establishes what powers over the states they have. There's really nothing like that in the EU. And so that what the EU is is a large series of treaties. That's really all it is. Uh, because each country is still a country. They're sovereign, independent states. But yeah. they've all signed these series of treaties. Some of them have not signed some of the treaties. Some of them have signed all the treaties. Some of them have signed other treaties um, that essentially uh, gives power, governing power, to the European Union. So just for a sense of scale, the federal budget for the United States is about $4 trillion a year. Yeah. Um, and, the, and the budget for the EU is about uh, $200 billion. So a lot less. It's big, yeah, but a lot less. So if you're looking at power, most of the you know most of the power does most remain. Most of the
1: money that's being spent is being spent by the, by, the, by the individual countries. countries.
0: Okay. Now they do have a ton of power when it comes to trade. So the big one is trade, trade agreements, um,
1: business uh, uh, back and forth. Absolutely. So, and so and this, also though the other big one is the movement of people.
0: Yeah. So you have the movement of people and money. That's all standardized. Yeah. Um. So basically. The, what it, the, the big thing that the EU did was it made the European Union essentially from security and business standpoints like one country. Yeah. So if you if you' if you're a, a, a tech company and you want to sell you know phones in China uh, or in any country you have to get registered and get approval and to go through all this proper work and pay. but well with the European Union you only have to do that once. You do that once with any country in the European in the Union, European, yeah. and you're kind of automatically you're you, you can, can you don't need to worry about redoing it. You can sell to the rest of the EU. Yeah. So that's the that's the big thing. And so, for example, um, a lot of American banks have large headquarters and offices in London. It's because major, that that
1: they could then do business from London anywhere in in Europe in Europe
0: yeah. without having to do anything. Um, another example. Right. So think of people in the EU can travel freely. They can travel through, and they
1: can go work.
0: And they, yeah, they have the same passport, they, they work have the in same um, all the environmental standards are the same. And uh, now, now, not all of it. So you, so you got to remember, for example, England never joined the euro. Um, and, yeah, so and not Norway, everything's the same. So Norway is not part of the EU. But what they essentially did was they negotiated kind of favored nation status with the EU. So they're like, we don't really want to join. But
1: but..." we do want to do some of the things.
0: Yeah. So essentially what the EU said is, look, you're basically part of the EU. We understand you don't really want to formally join. Do X, Y, and Z, and we'll give you nice provisions. You know, because you the European Union again, they have power to dictate who sells to what and how they sell, right, so, if they have GMO crops or whatever. All right, so now let's go. So let's go. Let's, let's go to back to England.
1: Um, so part of
0: the other thing is the freedom of movement, and so there are migrants and refugees, among other things, that are coming to Britain. And I'm not going to pretend I completely understand all the British nuances of politics, but essentially, a big part of it was. Um, the European Union could dictate who, or Britain, for, for the most part, couldn't dictate who comes in and comes out not of their country. Dictate, That's, yeah. They give that power to the European Union, um, among among other things. And so there was a, a movement in the on the right, political right of Britain to to opt out of the European That's Union. That
1: said, we'd be better off if we were just back with our, had our own currency and our own well, trade they ha- rules. They have their own currency. Well they did have their own currency they That's still, right. do. I forgot.
0: Did they didn't
1: they didn't all do right, that. so it wasn't the currency, but it was no, all the but, trade rules. Right yeah. and the immigration. Yeah.
0: So All right. Um so David Cameron, which is the Prime Minister of England, said, All right, look, this is stupid. We we're not getting anywhere, we're just fighting each other. Let's you know, I'm gonna throw you a bone, okay? Pass these measures that we want, that that I'm pushing for.
1: You mean he was telling the European Union? No, no, no.
0: He was telling he the the right oh, the, political uh,
1: in his block. country. Okay. Yeah.
0: And in exchange, what we'll do is I will hold a vote, we'll
1: oh, hold a national
0: referendum. That's why they had the that, referendum uh, about so they should did we leave that. the European Union, right? And what you're gonna find, he said, was is that, that people... England wants to be in the European Union, and therefore they'll resoundingly defeat this. And when they defeat this, therefore I'll have a mandate to pass all the stuff I want to
1: pass. And then.
0: Well, it got very heated, and it was a big thing, and people are like, and, "Well, this is kind of uh... kind of nuts." But but in theory, uh, if you remember, they had the what is it, Scotland or Wales voted to stay in the United. Scotland. Kingdom. It was Scotland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had the secession vote. So and they that thought failed. it would
1: kind of go that way. And, yeah,
0: that's what they thought. And, and it didn't. And it didn't. <laughs> so it was very close, uh, and it didn't. And uh, you kind of see. Again, it's kind of the urban divide. So, you know, urban London, very pro staying really? in the uh, EU.
1: And then other more rural areas want it out. Yeah. I've also heard, uh, or you know, what I was reading on the news, that it's uh, young-old, mm-hmm. that the, the older people in general want it out and the younger people want it in. I, All
0: right. Demographically, it very, very much kind of mirrors the a lot of the... Trump right support in the United in the States US. and other countries too.
1: All right. So, so then, and, and this is surprising a lot of people.
0: Well, and let me, well, let me just quickly say like a now what, because that was the then. And now I got to say what the consequences. Okay. Are. What are the consequences? So first the vote actually doesn't mean anything.
1: It doesn't.
0: No, it actually doesn't. Um, the, oh. the EU has a, uh, so a, it's not
1: like the Britons out. So, yeah, it's very. Britain has to file paperwork to get out, and yeah, all that it's,
0: stuff. yes. It's, it's very it's very much like. Well, it's not the, it's not the same as like the South seceding, but uh, when <laughs> no, but when the South seceded, the states just passed they passed laws that said we are now seceding, right? Yeah. But that right that doesn't that doesn't my, mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. What happens. Um, so the vote doesn't mean anything. The European Union does have a kind of an opt out clause. Which says that a nation can formally opt out of the European Union. And once the government opts out, then there are two years of negotiations that then. Oh. Yeah, that. I it, thought
1: it, this was all going to happen right away. It,
0: well, it triggers a two year negotiation oh, period between the oh, host country and the European Union about how it's all going to work and what treaties they're dissolving, if they're dissolving all the treaties. Because you got to remember, now, once you opt out, like. <laughs> It's not like the opter, like the op, like England gets to call the shots. Right. The European Union now, because England's not in it, can play hardball.
1: They can do whatever they want. And they,
0: they can want. be and so so there's a feeling in the European Union. Oh, fine. playing
1: hardball. You want out? You got out. Oh. So now
0: we're gonna have all these tariffs oh. and fees and make so life
1: really tough. This is much messier than I thought.
0: Well, or they'll play nice and they'll be like, oh, it's fine. Oh, it's okay. We'll just we'll, we'll keep we, all the nice tri- like trade treaties. We won't have
1: any tariffs. So we don't know how this is gonna play no,
0: out. No, and the and the other thing is that again, the vote they ha- England's still in the European Union. They're in the right, European Union until David Cameron, the Prime Minister, actually files the opt-out paperwork. And then and all there's of a, the
1: two years of
0: And there's a question upon when he's gonna do that. And so the EU um has been like, Let's get it going. Like if you're gonna do this
1: Let's get you out. Do
0: it. And if you're not gonna do it, don't. But don't, don't like, mess around and like, keep yeah.
1: everyone wondering. So he okay. says he's
0: gonna do it. I'm sure he. I'm sure he will. Because if he doesn't, they'll just replace him with someone that
1: who will. I thought he was resigning.
0: He, <laughs> he's resigning, but after he submits the paperwork in a oh, couple months, okay. like it's all. Oh. So so there's like this. It's just kind of this this rolling tumble. All right. Um. So what does it mean? Uh. It.
1: The, he had a bad day.
0: He did. Have, he kind of banked his political future on this. Yeah. In the film. Okay. All he, right. He is doing. So what does it mean? Um, it could be very, very significant because what the global financial world is very concerned about is the domino effect. Um, if are England out, is not then, the only one who cries about the what EU. What
1: country also wants out? Right? and then Portugal, and will Spain. Will they be able to then, hold it together? And,
0: and you got to remember, the EU is the from a from a economic point of view, yeah. it's the biggest and most important nation on earth. All right. So it's a bigger economy than the United States as a block. So, you know, if it falls apart, it's it's, economically speaking, it's basically the same as if the U.S. government falls apart and now all the individual states are doing their own
1: thing. Oh, that sounds like fun. All right. So tell me, though, I want to tie this, of course, to social, human, tech. Mm -hmm. So how do we do that?
0: I just thought I was just gonna give a sixty-minute lecture on Brexit, <laughs> no, you didn't. The implications no, of you financial <laughs> training and how this will reduce probably mortgage prices. As you were not... central banks around the world oh forego their so interest rate
1: increases. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> yes, Alan Greenspan. Okay. So the uh, economic nerd in you has just uh, shown up. Hey,
0: I I was one when the wall collapsed. I I don't get to see. You were
1: one years old.
0: When it collapsed? No, I mean it was two. How, when when it collapsed?
1: I don't know. Okay, but 91? what does this have? Oh, so what does that have to do with 89? anything?
0: eighty nine. Well, I I haven't I haven't.
1: You haven't experienced, experienced a, a shift in a shift a drastic world shift in power. world
0: and the way the world is organized. Okay. My entire life, and this this would be. Okay, but if
1: but. I, regardless of that, I still want to tie this into. I'm waiting for
0: your okay. So technology you, and you take, well, I want to go reins. back. All right,
1: well, I want to go back to to what you said at the beginning, where you were talking about. Uh, yeah, I'm the expert
0: uh, here. You can ask me questions.
1: Really, okay, that's yeah. good. Well, all right. Um, I want to actually bring up a different event. mm Hmm. Because, and I want to see if we can tie the two together, and you're looking at me like, yeah. what is she going to I talk about the now? I have
0: amazing ability to tie any two <laughs> things together. If I
1: just give you two random events... i was really impressive. ...you can tie them. All right, well, we're going to find out. Well, this is not necessarily random. But to me, it, it, it bring, I want to come back to this idea of globalization. I want to come back to the idea of social media and technology and political change. Now, you spent a semester in Cairo, Egypt...
0: Yeah,
1: eight months. Eight months, and this was before uh, um, Cairo had its big thing.
0: Yes, I was. I was there. The year preceding the, year the I guess, quote.
1: What's it called? Arab quote. Spring or something?
0: Oh. Uh, t- sure.
1: Well, whatever. There was a big disturbance in Cairo.
0: Yes, it was in a couple other countries. Yeah, right. The,
1: the, a year, be, and that was, and I you think, were there. I think, a year before. I think in
0: Egypt itself, it's probably referred to as like the Tahrir Revolution. If okay. you really wanted, but
1: if you want to give it the whatever thing. you want to call it. Okay.
0: Yeah, uh, I was. I was like the last after they, they kind of stopped letting.
1: So. The um, so there was a sense for a while. I so so to me. That had to do with, well, that, I mean, Cairo is a whole other thing from the UK, and it has its own <laughs> political, economic, and that you could probably talk for another hour just about that. Multiple hours. That okay. Uh, but but we, had, we have this theme. We have two themes that I think are, really, maybe they're not related. One is the idea of social media being involved in political change. Okay. You look very skeptical. Yeah. And the other is um, what you said about globalization and about how the internet would would bring us together. The internet, which I, I, I don't know. I kind of got the feeling that was the world thought that was what was maybe going on in Cairo. Yeah. Yeah. I, maybe it wasn't really, but you know, the world thought that that technology and the internet it had you know like like it was almost this feeling probably totally false and narrow-minded that you know Cairo was waking up you know that there were these young people Democracy and, in and, Europe, and, in the and they Valley the young States. people were were online and they were in communication with people from around the world and they were you know and so so you had this whole world that instead of um being so splintered, was all kind of coming together. So, and then we, and then then we start singing, you know, a "Kumbaya" or something, and holding hands. You know, I'd like to buy the world Coke and you know, or something like yeah. that, right? So, okay. and so so somehow, I will. I, 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 you had mentioned that maybe that you thought this the Brexit vote was a sign that. The world isn't all coming together through technology and democratization. So let me and, let me
0: tie this together.
1: Okay, see, you said you could tie anything yeah, together. No, no.
0: So I'll, I will start. You really that whole long thing was asking me two questions. The first was about uh, social media and revolution. Um, I don't buy into a whole lot of that
1: because that was supposedly really going on in in Cairo. No, it
0: is, but it's like saying what really fuels what really fuels revolution is words, like. Social media is just the communication tool de jour, but and so you you're communicating a little differently, but like it's like you know when it just it changes things a little bit. But what's that? That's just the medium. What's important is the is communication between people. That's always going to lead to but, a if, spread of but ideas. It,
1: but if the internet and technology makes the communication between people happen easier and faster, then it would. It could spur some of the stuff. Uh,
0: no, what I well, what I think it does is that I think it accelerates. Yeah, there you go. There's yeah. a good word. I don't. I don't think it.
1: But that. But that's important. Yeah. yeah so because you can have these tipping. So points. when Martin
0: Luther nailed his seventy-two, you know, theses to because the door of the church. Because there was a. The that was a, press. that was a political uprising, but you know, it took it took like two hundred and fifty years for all the dust to settle. And now with Twitter and people picking science and learning about stuff, right? It takes like two and a half years. By the way. My uh, total aside, Martin Luther wrote a scathing letter to the po- addressed to the Pope. He sent it to the Vatican, in which he called the Pope worse than the devil. So if you if you ever want to see Why someone like drop the mic and like really like a total roast, go read it's Martin, Martin Luther? Luther's like letter to the Pope. It's amazing.
1: Okay, that is off topic.
0: Okay, so. Um, so let's get back on topic. Okay. So that so I don't want to get into a whole lot of social media and like the you Tower don't... Square and Twitter and well because I think that's just ancillary. I think okay. I think we can just accept that the world is moving and changing at a much faster pace than it used to.
1: So in that sense, you do think that technology has had an impact. It might only be to accelerate, but yes. it is an impact.
0: Yes. I don't think. Okay. Yeah. So I think I think the spread of ideas and the thoughts of revolution and changing the status quo is the same as it's been for since basically the American Revolution, which was the first really modern version of kind of revolutionary that setting up democracy. That we talk about. Uh, no, that's the first one. Okay. It was the first republic since the Roman times for the most part.
1: Yeah. I don't know if I buy that, but okay.
0: Okay. Anyways. Um, so, so let's move on to your second question. Which was the Arab... So you mentioned the Arab Spring, and that's what the um, for the Western news outlets kind of pro- proclaimed it as. And you're actually completely right.
1: Really? For once? I'm completely right about something?
0: So, yeah, <laughs> but there's going to be a giant butt. Uh, yeah, I knew that was guy yeah. So this idea that um, there were all these young um, people in Cairo and Tunisia and in the Jordan and Syria and... They were had been raised on Disney movies, which they have been. No,
1: are you telling me this is the myth or this is the truth? Both. Okay.
0: Because it is so. So I'm gonna I'm telling you the ideals, but there is a there's a ton of truth to it, right? So like when I like people in Cairo, the, the rich, Western educated people, in you know. That that I that young people yeah they they love Disney movies they know all the Disney right and the ideas of justice and principles and like you know these kind of very high minded idealistic ideals really does resonate with them okay Okay. Um, and so you saw this huge movement against you know decades long autocratic regimes that had kind of been set up in the during the Cold War balance of power yeah. yeah. You know, the, you know the, the, there was the Shah, and then the Shah got taken down, and that was replaced by something. And it, just these weird, you know, so, you know, Mubarak was... Anyways, so, so this, this high-minded Western ideal is true.
1: Okay, but...
0: But it's only true for maybe 20% of the population. Okay. So this idea that Egypt's really young and, and, and liberal... They are really young. The median age of, of, of an Egyptian is 25.
1: Oh, that's really young. At least young.
0: it was a couple of years ago. Maybe it's changed a little bit. So it's a really young country, and okay. it's a big country, too. Yeah. I, think there's, I think when I was there, there was maybe 80-some million people. So okay. it's you know, almost a third of the United States. Like It's, it's a giant. It's a, big country, it's a big country, and it's young. And it's swinging um, conservative. Islamic conservative, really even fast. with all the young people,
1: really, because you're no, the, saying yeah, you're saying it's people. the westernized, wealthy young people that were for the whole
0: so, democratization. So, but
1: that's a very small group. Yeah. So
0: what happened is, and again, I'm not an expert on this. I was not there during the revolution. I've talked to Egyptians. I have some idea of their thoughts and feelings, but I'm certainly not an expert. So I definitely want to start there um, that they. They, they, you know, they rose up against Mubarak, who had been essentially um, a very kind of pleasant, uh, you know, essentially dictators too strong. But a very, like a very nice, I mean, one party rule. He'd been in power for 30 years, yeah. you know. And I, I specifically remember talking to an Egyptian, you know, because so, the worry was that he was going to die.
1: Yeah, and then what was going to happen?
0: People didn't know. People were really scared. Well, I remember but they could never imagine a world without. I mean, the bar. I do
1: remember when you came back from Cairo. Mm-hmm. You kind of implied. I don't think you used the term powder keg, although maybe you did. Yeah. You implied that th- th- this was not gonna that what was going on there. It, it was unstable, and it was yeah. gonna something was gonna happen soon.
0: Yeah, and so so I can't really say. I would I mean I, I think I think I was just as stunned as everyone cuz you they saw like like it's like you're on a water slide. Yeah. And you see the water going down the slide Yeah. and then you start moving on the water slide but it still surprises you when you're on it. Yeah. Right? Like like everyone Like so you you you
1: knew something, you knew something was going to happen but when it, it happened you were it's still still surprised that like, it actually happened. Like oh my happened. gosh, it really happened. Yeah. Um so Okay, so then but well, what, what well, hold on. Okay. I'll just
0: I'll just finish my part. All right, go ahead. So that's like maybe 20, 25, 30% of the population. Yeah. You know, especially in maybe a little larger in urban Cairo. Yeah, yeah. You know, the university students. Yeah. And then you have a huge swath of the country that's getting um, pretty conservative, very Islamic, uh, quite traditional, and really doesn't like what's happening with the Western values and the, you know, loose values and then and the very liberal things okay. that the young people are doing. But and there's a and that so that was like the Muslim Brotherhood.
1: Are they so 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 young people who who grow up in that sector rather than the other sector, are they on the internet as much as the other I mean so is it still possibly that it is an internet thing? It's just that you have large, yes. large numbers of people that aren't Online no, they are online. they are online. They are online. They are texting. Look at ISIS. And, yeah, I ISIS does online. their whole thing online. Okay, all so, right.
0: So, but they're just they're going. <laughs> so it accelerates those uh, those exchange of ideas and all information. Right. So this is back to your at different stuff. This is
1: back to your idea that it accelerates, but it's yeah. not necessarily so, globalization democratization. So you had this,
0: you know, you know what, you know, this revolution that happened, and it was kind of started by this, kind of you know the Western thinking democratic people. And then all the very conservative because um, you got to remember that you know Mubarak he he was a pretty middle ground kind of guy I mean harsh at times but you know he played both sides of the Soviets in the United States for years they still get like a billion dollars a year for both from into like the Soviet Union in the United States which um, is like Pakistan did um, he you know he he wasn't very nice to the Christians in the country which 10% of the countries like Coptic Christians, but he wasn't, he didn't, you know, he wasn't super mean to them. He he wasn't that era, but he wasn't that not, you know, so he, so he was,
1: he was for them middle of the road.
0: So he kind of pissed everyone off (laughs) (laughs) and after 30 years, right. So, so they had this revolution, and the liberal people were like, let's, let's go. And then the Muslim people were like, let's go. We need to reform this into a nice Muslim state. And then so he left and you had this weird power vacuum and then things. Who knows what's going on there now?
1: All right. So tie Cairo to Brexit. So
0: what you're seeing in Brexit is you're seeing the same thing. You have this, you're you're seeing the dawn of this global, kind of global Western values culture system, right? So people in the young Londoners who like to go and travel, right? They travel all around the EU. They make friends with the EU. They feel connected um, to their fellow, you know, compatriots around the world. Yeah. People in Cairo. They they maybe they visited Europe. They have friends like me, right? Who came yeah, in who and came visited. To, and yeah, yeah. They feel connected to
1: to other Europe countries. and yeah, Western ideals of freedom and, yeah. and and you
0: know they're not that religious. they're, they're just these kind of you know Underlying this movement Okay And we've seen it in the US With gay marriage Right There's I, I have And I've said it before And I'll say it again I think In the US We're actually in the middle Of one of the largest Cultural revolutions In the history of the United States
1: But the, But
0: So what you're see- No Go I'm going to tie it in Here's your tie, tie
1: Alright here it is
0: So um, So you have this huge swing Of all these Of these people Maybe 20-30% Young Uh, educated people towards this new global kind of uh, liberal, definitely liberal culture. Yeah. And you see um, more conservative people, generally older, but not always necessarily, um, who see this as an attack on their way of life. And so you're seeing the backswing, the backlash to this to this big globalization and to the rapid acceleration of change that's happening. Mm. They see it as an attack on their values mm. and an attack on um, their, you know, their culture and their space and their communities and they want um, they they see it as an evil. And so you are and so there's they are swinging back.
1: So do you think it's fair to say if we think about
0: and they seem to be a bigger group
1: <laughs> Which one? The the, the, backlash. the backlash. So, well, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we could say then, if we think again about technology, uh, it's, it's actually then accelerating the polarization. It does appear to
0: be doing that, doesn't it?
1: I mean, it, right? Because you've got, basically what you're saying is you've got, you had this, this pull towards um, the liberalization, cultural liberalization, from the young people, mm-hmm. uh, and that part of that was globalization. Part of that was the fact, perhaps, that 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 young people were having had the opportunity to interact with more diverse people. What what what's causing this? Liberalization. I mean, you know, is it? It does it have that have anything to do with technology
0: or? I think so. I mean, so I mean, I, it's tough to put your finger on it. I mean, if you, again, younger generations, especially in the United States, but for the most part, there's a giant. Well, I, know, I mean, There's another. They're theory. more liberal.
1: There's another theory. Which is that people basically end up believing whatever is a TV sitcom okay I'm not kidding I'm not I'm not nothing. and so there has been uh, you know at the in the and so that it's TV sitcoms that move us all forward mm-hmm. although you could say that maybe the TV sit so when you started seeing gay people in TV sitcoms you know or a, a lot of international people interacting together in TV sitcoms. That that then then all that becomes just kind of normal. Mm-hmm. That's what people believe is normal. But you could also see it the other way around, no, which is yeah. the TV is just reflecting. Yeah, what no, people I believe.
0: See, well, no, I don't think. I don't. I don't see how the TV sitcoms have changed so much in the '90s that. Eighty percent of people under the age of like thirty five vote for Bernie Sanders. I, I don't right like I yeah, don't see yeah. like yeah, how is it? Yeah. how is has Bernie. So I I, no, it. I think yeah. I think I think it's more of a cause and effect situation. Okay, all right. So I, I so I don't know why younger people are much more liberal. Maybe I think I have a couple of suspicions um, that they're less religious, that they're have been exposed to different cultures. Um, and different beliefs well and there's that accepting. there's
1: that research in the fourth turning book by the uh, historian named Howe H-O-W-E that says that this is just what happens every 80 years yeah that you know, well he goes back and analyzes these cycles and says yeah you have uh, it, things build and they get really more and more conservative, and then you get the young people who are become more liberal. But then, of course, it turns around and you end up back eventually yeah, and end up just, back where you were before. You just get those
0: like these two these, these pendulum, two pendulums, right? right so like right. so like you have this huge the, the young people are swinging really really liberal, like really liberal, um in all these countries, and in some cases, uh that wins. So like if you look at Canada, right, they had Justin Trudeau, really liberal.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't go everywhere because you said the Cairo mm-hmm. people were for the hey, most
0: part not I mean really liberal. your results are all based on percentages right if you look 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 at brexit okay 52 48
1: it's really close
0: really tight and I mean Cairo it, again it's tough because it's it's so it's like so it's like in Cairo people and it, you have seen in the United States too you're seeing it all over the world people are swinging to the polls. There's
1: that polarization. You're,
0: you're, people are swinging conservative and swinging liberal at the same time. Really violently.
1: Not the same person. You're just saying that, that no, there these, no, no, no. the polarization is happening. Yes,
0: in in these countries. And so you're seeing it manifest in different ways. And it's right now. In, in you know, so you have the whole Arab Spring thing, which, you know, and that's what happened, right? Is that they all wanted change. And then half the people wanted this Western democracy and the other half wanted... Yeah, democracy, but also with all these, you know, um, kind of more Islamic values, and you know that. And so we can. So so just nothing ever happens.
1: So do you think? And I think we might have met. We might have touched on this on a previous episode. Do you think that because of the polarization and then combined with the acceleration of media, um, that people tend is it possible that that let's see, how am I want to say this? You know, there was this idea that when we went to getting your information online, it would mean you'd have so much more information available to you. Rather than just reading the one newspaper you're used to reading, you know, you'd have this point of view and that point of view, you know, it would just open up all these horizons. It seems like what happens in reality is that it narrows. You you just start to feed yourself, <laughs> or you know, or Facebook feeds to you, or what, whoever. <laughs> you start getting fed this like really narrow little ribbon, and so all you have all this information coming at you, and you have the sense that you're getting the broad view, but actually you just it just keeps narrowing and narrowing to this little little stream of uh, that kind of exactly fits. Uh, you know, your little story of who, of who you think you are and who, who Facebook or, you know, anyone else thinks you are. And so that rather than ha- having all this technology, you know, give us this bigger, broader view, it's actually narrowing the information.
0: Yeah, and it, I think it has to do with our self-stories. I mean, if you look pre-internet, right, in the 1970s, your self-story of who you were Um, as a person and as a community was largely geographical because who did you hang out with? Who did you talk to? You talked to the people who were around you. What else would you do, right?
1: Well, you you sometimes would read a book and then identify with a movement. But for the most part,
0: you were forced to interact with other people in your surrounding area. In your your geographical, physical location. And so what's happened is, well, now more and more... You don't have to identify with your community. You Hmm. identify with this online group. You have a group affinity affinity that's not based in geography. Um, And so that means that, you know, back in the day, if you were from Massachusetts, you just really hated South Carolina. You just well, hated, we don't know if that's true. No, you hated South... The Yankees, Yankees hated the people, Southerners. the Southerners. This, this has been for a hundred years, and okay? Okay, all they right. Just, they just disliked each other. I mean, not like, like you know, like, no, actively I don't know disliked. I know like, really
1: true. Well, but so, I, I understand what right, you're saying. Right, but now
0: you can, right, it's not, it's not that you dislike people, you know, Southerners, right? If you're a liberal
1: Massachusetts... Oh, I don't know what they call Massachusetts-ian. themselves. Whoever, guys, any of you from Massachusetts that want to call in and tell us, but, send us a message about what you call but yourselves. Massachusetts. you know, I used, Macedonian. I lived, no, you don't call yourself Macedonian. I, Massachusetts- I lived in. I lived in Boston for two years. Massachusetts- I should know this. Matt Massa, I don't remember. I, you should really know. Yeah, I like you yeah. I lived there. You I don't, don't there. remember Anyways. what I called myself. Yeah,
0: the Commonwealth. Um, yes, they're Commonwealth, right? They are. Okay, so uh, so essentially, uh, so now instead of you know you you only dislike the Southerners who have a political opinion that you dislike, right? Yeah. The Southerners who are liberal, right? Who ...are in Charleston and... Or are,
1: who are not liberal, but whatever. you, It's, yeah. It's I, like who, yeah.
0: who agree with you politically. Yeah. That's who you identify yeah. with. And so it makes it much easier to um, identify on political differences, which... And then, and then of course, you just... You want to be in that. And, and it accelerates your own self-story about who you are. Because... Mm. you know because think about right so when did gay rights kind of make the because th- gay rights was like everyone's like oh that's like of the devil and then America's like yeah it's fine like it went really fast it was really fast really fast and and of course you know the big thing that um, that influences it is well right you meet someone and they're actually oh I, I'm actually gay right and so I had the self image of what being gay was but actually Frank at the factory is gay so now how can I reconcile my self story and my self-image of right. mental model of what a, a gay person baby, right. is with this thing I have in front of me, Frank, right. being in front of me, right? So, because um, c- you had more community interaction, you were kind of forced to... You mean because
1: people were online?
0: No, no, no. B- before. Oh, before, right? so yeah. you were So, um, but now, you can have... You can just reinforce your mental model oh, yeah by being yeah. online and only being in the communities that you want because yeah. you're not being f- like unless it's at work.
1: you're not being forced to interact with well, you sometimes are. but me- that's an interesting point, but not
0: politically well, right You're doing it um, uh, from a diversity standpoint. Well
1: think about it too. yeah yeah, that's interesting because if you think about if you think about the number of interactions, you have with people with people every day and how many of those are in physical proximity Mm -hmm. how many of those are in voice a voice like on the phone Mm -hmm. or on skype uh how many of those are through texting and how many of those are through messaging online you know we're having
0: people are communicating more than ever they're having mu-
1: like you know all of your, all your interactions with somebody else in a day what percentage is online people. well maybe oh you mean a people altogether?
0: then then you, you'd normally see in person i don't know your physical I mean, think of all the bank tellers and grocery store attendants and people who pump your gas yeah and i don't know they just I feel so like do you think you're
1: having more of which kind I think,
0: you know, young people who don't go to church, I don't, I don't know. They're having
1: more online. A
0: lot more online. Yeah. But I think, but but that's right? the thing with, like, because, like, young yeah. people are all very, very liberal. And so if you're online, you'd be on cool websites that you think are cool that all the young liberal people yeah. also think are cool. And therefore, right, you're not, you're just, you're, you're in your same pot. Whereas if, you know, you're at church, right? You got old people who are, like, yeah. dropping N-bombs. Yeah, yeah. And you got, like, young liberal people. You know, you have, like, a much more...
1: A big a broader mix. broader
0: mix. So.
1: It's interesting, huh?
0: Yeah. No, it's, um... Uh, or, or maybe it's just, you know, the generations of respecting elders is gone. And our generation just believes that we're always right. And we don't need to listen to anyone else.
1: I think most generations feel that when they're... At a certain age.
0: So when you were, uh, like, sixteen,
1: you mean ten years ago? Yeah,
0: ten years ago when you were
1: sixteen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember. Did you,
0: did you feel that uh, that, that uh, you know your generation knew what was right? Absolutely. <laughs> oh my goodness.
1: Yes, we thought the older generations were just so out of touch with reality and what was true and real and important and wonderful. and
0: From your perspective, which, uh, a hint to the listeners, was not a conservative viewpoint.
1: You mean when I was 16? Yeah, when you were 16. You uh, you weren't around. How do you know? You've heard stories. I'm guessing.
0: I'm, I'm going to infer.
1: <laughs> okay, yes. Um,
0: what was it about the older generations that you thought they were backwards, and what was it about your current generation that you thought was forward-thinking, that, that had it right? Well, um, maybe we can glean some insight.
1: It's interesting. I mean, we, we, you know, those of us who are young, uh, we believed actually that the Great Depression that happened in the nineteen twenties, late nineteen twenties, nineteen twenty nine, early thirties, had kind of like scarred forever the the people, older people that we were interacting with, and that it made them very cautious and unable they didn't want to take risks um we we believe that there was uh, in world war two you know we believe that had had an impact i mean i, I think we were uh, i mean obviously making generalizations oh, be
0: meaner what what did the stupid old <laughs> what were the stupid old people doing that were really well, they were no ri- they
1: were rigid they were
0: in what capacity They weren't open. What? Your bones get stiff.
1: (laughs) No, not fit. Well, they were physically rigid. (laughs) They weren't open to new, the wonder, the amazing new ideas that we felt as young people. We had
0: which were Uh,
1: peace, love, um, uh, uh, getting along, uh, long hair, rock and roll. uh, Yeah, the idea that uh, everyone should be equal and everyone should get along. And, you know, we felt that the older people were just very negative and um, were not open to new ideas, just not open to new ideas. A closed-minded, prejudiced, uh, stick in the muds. That's what we believed. But I don't, don't you think all young people believe that about old people in general? Isn't that just like a trend? Yeah. I mean, did you feel that way when you were 16? Of course. But in fairness,
0: there is some truth to that because, no, no, no. no. But because, because if you look at, like, because there was some stuff, right? I mean, I, right, like,
1: Wait, right, Wait. Maybe wait. you
0: can't remember specifics, right? But you do you think like Nixon floating the U.S. currency away from the dollar was like a good idea, and like the old people are like, oh, well, that's a horrible idea, right? <laughs> you can't, right? And it's hard to do. But if you look at so, because that's you know, because like economic stuff comes and goes, but like cultural stuff really has changed. I mean, when you're talking back from the people from the Great Depression, World War II, I mean, that's a generation who large, who in large part thought interracial marriage was horrible. Well, yeah. So right, so like when we're talking about how they they were like old and behind, I mean, they
1: were old they were and old and behind. Right, right? but so you know you do that. realize that when you are older, the sixteen year old when you're like sixty years old, there's going to be people who are sixteen, and they're going to think that you
0: because we don't want people to be able to rigid. marry their toaster and
1: you laugh about it. Uh, oh, oh, would do you, you marry laughing? their toaster? That, you know what about do, do ma- marry their robot?
0: Oh, I think our generation would be fine with that. Maybe, maybe what I should—I mean, because I'm trying. Because our generation is pretty open. You got to push it somewhere. What's the thing in sixty years that we're gonna that we as a generation would be like would be too far?
1: Uh intergalactic marriages. You'd probably be all right We'd with that. Fine with that.
0: Yeah, that—that's the thing, right? Like our generation is pretty open. All right. I don't open. know.
1: I don't know. It might be. Th- um, it could have to do with like genetic engineering stuff. It could have mm, right. Okay.
0: Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Marrying marrying your identical twin that was engineered to be a female version. Or of yourself. just you know
1: uh, uh, siblings. Uh, Animals. Changing Bestiality. the no, but changing
0: the. I'm thinking of things that would be unconscionable to us as a generation, and it's a not a big list.
1: What about what about um uh you know uh, all the all the children are born via uh in, you know all you know, all uh, insemination, etc takes place in a lab I don't and people have a problem with that except that now you can uh you can just weed out you know c- certain kinds of people and you just want think, these kind of I don't people
0: think we have a
1: problem with that. you don't Really?
0: Regeneration, yeah, that's okay.
1: But what, what, I don't know. Would you be all right if, um, you know, p- people had to have blonde hair and, and you were not allowed to have a kid who was no one on, you know, guys, if it was a boy and they had, to, if, if they, if it was a boy and they were going to be under five, eight, then that they had to be a you know they they were not allowed to. That's keep, though, That's not a, a viable embryo.
0: That's that's not that's more conservative. So traditionally, in the last two hundred years, we've gotten more liberal in our ideas, saying that people can only do certain. There things might be more conservative. the
1: back the young people coming up behind you might be more conservative. Well,
0: they, well if they're more conservative, then then I could then I could definitely see that.
1: Well, I so, guess you're gonna find out. I guess I'll find out.
0: So I just wanted to, you know, I kind of want to tie everything together. And the point of this kind of long excursion was that we're, I think we really are seeing a backlash against um, technology and globalization that, uh, ba- that basically has been going on really, really strong since the 90s. Um, and, you know, this whole podcast... For the most part, you know, we talk about um, technology, and we talk about change, and we talk about the fanciest new gadgets and cool brain research, and all this, you know, stuff going on. And it, it's just kind of a presumption that this is the way the world is going, and this is kind of technology, and it's fun, and it's exciting, and robots, and it's all very interesting and dangerous. But at the same time, like this is the direction the world wants to go, which is pro technology. Um, Pro kind of global internet culture, and I think that's an assumption that we especially you know in the Western media, which we I guess we can officially say we are, because uh, we have a podcast. Um, that's an assumption that we have that you know might not be true. Now, maybe in maybe you this is a simple simply a bump in the road, and once some of the. Uh, you know, older, more conservative compatriots, unfortunately, move on. That we will, you know, that that it's, you know, that will that that will change. And uh, but obviously, with the Brexit vote and with the rise and with the kind of anti-globalization movements um, to in in the United States and in a lot of Europe as well. It's not just that's why people are so worried because it's not just England. It's Austria and it's Germany. Maybe not so much Germany, but. Definitely, uh, lot lot lots of places all over the world. Um, you're kind of seeing this, this kind of uh, backlash. India, India's doing a lot of it. That's uh, you've you've been to India. You have definitely yeah. seen that.
1: Been to India a couple times.
0: So, um, uh, yeah. So we got distracted a little far afield, but I I just thought uh, I just thought it was important that we that we talk about it, and uh, I think I think uh, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, there's not some sort of horrible ripple and the economy goes down in shambles. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess.
1: I think it's always interesting to question uh, assumptions. So
0: There you go. Okay, well, um, we, we got to get going anyways. But this has been fun. I'm glad we got to put one in on the road.
1: And then I want you to remind our yes. listeners oh, thank you. of all the things we need to remind all them right. of.
0: Uh, so here's our r- reminder. Which we should
1: always do at the beginning. We always forget to. Always forget.
0: So, first, like us and promote us in any way you want. That's would be great. iTunes ratings is wonderful. If you have questions, email them to info at the uh, You can tweet at uh, Susan at uh, it's @thebrainlady. Um, you can go to theteamw.com to see our full listing of all the cool stuff we do, including lists of our upcoming talks and where we're going to be. Um, which right now is a little empty because we just got through our very busy uh, summer, summer season.
1: It's it's quiet. Yeah, everyone summer.
0: takes vacations in summer, so we don't get a lot of gigs. Um, we have if you go to courses.theteamw.com, We have a lot of courses. They've been selling pretty well recently, so this is this is good for us. But we also have a course. We have a number of different things that are free. So if you like free stuff, you just sign up, and then you get to do free things. Um, and uh, yeah, with the it's very hot here in Champaign. and uh, we'll we'll hopefully have another podcast very shortly. Um, Susan, thank you. Yeah, thanks. And uh, we'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.